outside? Should I run and hide? How do I take my company worldwide? Do you love the law? Did you watch Hee Haw? What's the weirdest thing that you ever saw? What's it like in court? Favorite sport? Can you help with my book report? Is my hair too long? Am I right or wrong? And do you mind if I sing along to anything? Ask Alan anything in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of uh, Ask Alan. Uh, I'm Alan Crone, the CEO of the Crone Law Firm, and we've got a, a, a great uh, Memphis celebrity. She's world famous in Memphis. Uh, Sherry McKay, who is uh, a radio personality with uh, Hallelujah FM, and she's also the Director of Marketing and Communications of Agape Child and Family Services, um, which uh, it does great work here in our community. and. You know, uh, uh, organizations like like uh, Agape do so much good work. People don't know about it. Um, they're kind of the unsung heroes of Memphis. Sherry, thank you for all the great work that you do. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, I always tell people that we are the best kept secret that I'm now trying to get out in Memphis. <laughs> now, um, I think that was... Uh, did Agape merge at some point with Family Services of the Mid-South? No, actually Agape started out some 51 years ago, better than 51 years ago as an adoption agency. And uh, we just kind of, instead of just focusing strictly on adoption, we wanted to take a more holistic approach and take care of the entire family and see what we could do to make sure that we're keeping those family members together. So we're holistically serving children and families in Memphis. We're fighting poverty. Uh, we're trying to create healthy homes for children and families. So that, that's our goal. We're, we're bringing healing and sustainability to the entire family at Agape. At Agape. Well, let's talk a little bit about Sherry McKay. Um, uh, where are you from? Okay, uh, Sherry Mackey was born and raised right here in Memphis. I say a Memphis born, Memphis bred. <laughs> I love Memphis, I do, Alan. Uh, I attended Whitehaven High School, uh, attended the University of Memphis. Uh, I'm a tiger through and through. No tigers. Um, I, yes, I, of course, am the Marketing and Communications Director for Agape Child and Family Services. Honored to do that work. And uh, for almost 25 years now, I've been a radio personality uh, for iHeartRadio, for Hallelujah FM, and the Hallelujah FM brands across the nation. So I, I get to do the morning show, act silly, have fun, be inspiring, all that stuff. That sounds great. Um, what did you study at uh, University of Memphis? Communications. And did you go into radio right from uh, college, or did you start in college? How did that uh, work. Oh, that is such a neat story, actually, Alan. I was in church. The way I started in radio, I was in church. And uh, I was working in multimedia ministry at World Overcomers. And the young lady who normally did the announcements was out. And so they said, Sherry, you got to do the announcement. And their reason was I was the only other girl. So <laughs> they said, you got to do the announcements. So I was always very, very shy. But when they said, you have to do the announcements, I said, okay. So they dimmed the lights, gave me the mic. I did the announcements. The pastor said, turn the lights on. Who just did those announcements? And I thought, oh goodness, I just messed up big time. 
So I kind of slid down in my seat. He said, no, stand up, stand up. And I stood up and I thought, oh, dear God. He said, you have a beautiful voice. And I said, oh, thank you. And so he said, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Well, I thought he didn't know who I was. But sure enough, he called me and made me a job offer to work in radio just from doing the announcements at church. He had just started a radio station, AM 1380. And uh, he asked me to come and be a part of his radio staff. And it was kind of on the job training, if you will. Well, you do have a great voice. I can tell that just uh, in the, uh, I've heard you on the radio and and uh, <laughs> uh, it, it just the short time we're talking, I can see uh, he was he was smart to spot that talent. I appreciate Apostle Williams very, very much. <laughs> Uh, well, what do you what do you like about uh, being on the radio? I love I always say I love being able to do something that I love and get paid for it. I love being able to share my faith. I love being able to inspire other people, play great gospel music, and I get paid to do it. We have fun on the radio. It's a fun morning show. And um, when when I hear testimonies where people call in and you know, talk about how their lives were changed or how they were inspired or they were in a difficult place. And, you know, we said something or did something that inspired them or call and share testimony or, you know, it, for me, that just, that's like, wow, this is ministry. Right, right. Uh, well, we'll plug it a little bit. What, uh, where it, where is Hallelujah uh, FM uh, on the radio dial? All right. In Memphis, Tennessee, it's on 95.7 Hallelujah FM. We're on the iHeartRadio app. If you guys download the iHeartRadio app, uh, we are also in other cities like Savannah, Georgia, St. Louis, Missouri. We're in uh, Alabama. So, I mean, just all over the United States. But in Memphis, uh, everyone can listen on 95.7 Hallelujah FM or simply downloading the iHeartRadio app to their smartphone and tablet and then uh, pulling up 95.7. All right. And so you're morning drive time. Morning drive and middays. Okay. All right. Very good. So uh, how long have you been at Agape? I've been at Agape in March will be two years. So uh, I kind of brought the COVID pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so Alan, um, I started the interview process and COVID hit. And I never actually worked in the office before this summer. Um, I didn't even have an office at Agape. Uh, when we, by the time we finished the interview process, COVID hit, they were shutting the offices down. So we worked remotely for my first year, year and a half at Agape Child and Family Services. So I started March, 2020. So, so how were you led to Agape? So <laughs> the background is, is quite coincidental. My, um, best friend, one of my dearest friends, Yvonne and her husband, Patrick, they adopted through Agape. So I'd been to the adoption ceremonies and all of that. So that's what I knew about Agape. I had attended the Agape Child and Family Services Heartlight events several times. Well, in 2019, I was invited to host and kind of be the offstage announcer. And so as I'm there, they played a video showing all of the different things that Agape does. And they had like a skid and all of this. And I was blown away because I had no idea how much Agape does here in Memphis. I had no idea. 
And I remember thinking as I was sitting there, when I retire, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna go and volunteer at Agape. That was just my thought. When I retire, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna volunteer over there. Well, <laughs> a few months later, Tori Taylor called me and she said, hey, have you thought about working at Agape? And I said, well, you know, I'm at the radio station and God worked it out where I was able to continue to work at the radio station and uh, come on at uh, Agape Child and Family Services. So I'm pretty excited about it. So were you the, the first director of marketing and uh, marketing and communication they've had? I think they've had someone in the past that kind of did this role, but it's been some time. And I don't know that they had a marketing and communications director. I think they, they may have had someone in the role in the past, uh, but it had been quite some time. But uh, my understanding is, is that you're, you're really trying to raise the profile of the organization kind of in a, in a way that they haven't done before. Is that right? Oh, that's absolutely correct. Uh, I think, you know, the organization has grown so much in 51 years. I mean, probably faster than we can keep up with, and which is a blessing. Uh, and, but we've got to get people to know about what we do. Uh, and we, we are so multifaceted, Alan, that sometimes it's hard to communicate effectively all of the different things we tell about the different services that we have, but it's hard for somebody to fathom and wrap their mind around what we do. So what I'm trying to do is make Agape Child and Family Services a household name, where when somebody hears Agape Child and Family Services, they think about fighting poverty. When they hear Agape Child and Family Services, they think about a mother and a child fleeing domestic violence and getting help. When they think about uh, changing communities, they think about changing uh, entire generations, if you will. When they, they think about Agape, they think about students in school getting tutoring and getting the help that they need. They think about you know, the services that we offer. They think about Agape Child and Family Services. I want them to know us as a household name. What, what's the biggest um, obstacle right now that you're, you're trying to overcome? I think that probably is our biggest obstacle um, because we do so much and you don't have time. Uh, we, I always say you have an elevator ride to tell somebody what you do because after a while they tune you out. So it's like, how do you concisely tell somebody about Agape Child and Family Service make them understand what we do and support what we do. Um, that, that's the biggest challenge is getting the word out there, helping people to understand. And, and the thing is to know we've been here for 51 years. We're not fly by night. We're some, not some new organization. We've been here. We've been loving Memphis. We've been loving children and families for 51 years. And so just making it, it a household name, that's my Biggest obstacle, biggest opportunity is what I like to say. What do you think the, the biggest um, win has been for Agape in the last, you know, last few years? Fighting poverty, uh, seeing the numbers, we are a data-informed organization, Alan, and um, seeing the impact of what we do, that's always a huge plus. Uh, you know, seeing at one point, last year in one of the quarters 
uh, we'd reduce poverty by 10.4%. That's huge in Memphis. That's huge. Uh, I think the last quarter reported was 8.4% or 8.6%, something like that. Either way, that's huge. So seeing those numbers turn around for the families we serve, uh, seeing, you know, hearing about stories of a mother who came to Agape for services. And we are a voice and choice, right? So you tell us what you need. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you desire. And then we help walk with you to get to that desire. And this mother desired to open her own business. And now she is running a transportation business, has contracts and the whole nine yards. Uh, you know, that's huge for us to see um, that it's working. It is working. It is making a difference. And then um, we recently got uh, reaccredited by the Council on Accreditation and they found no marks. And so they were like, well, we don't need to come back and even check you for an additional four years or however long. And it's just like, yes, you know, to, to see those different marks and to be acknowledged as a top workplace in Memphis, you know, to say that our employees are happy, to say that the people that we serve are happy, uh, that, that's, that's major for us. Going back to this woman that, um, you know, started her own business. Um, I'm sure that didn't happen overnight. Oh, give no. Us, give, give us a little bit of an idea of how, how Agape works with someone like that, hypothetically, um, okay. to, to go from an idea to, you know, making the dream come true or making the, I always hate to say dream come true because that sounds like you don't put in any work, but you, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things that makes you, uh, Agape unique is that we work with other partnering organizations, right? So just say, Alan, a mom comes to us and not this particular mom, just a mom comes to us. That mom is fleeing domestic violence, right? That mom comes to us and we say, all right, let's get you taken care of. Let's get some stability for you first. That mom is moved into an apartment, fully furnished, dishes, food vouchers, uh, sheets, beds, the whole nine to take care of her and her family at no cost to the mom. Now, at Agape, we're not, we're not giving you a fish. We're teaching you to fish. So then we've got the educational classes. We've got, uh, we, we, we want to have counseling sessions for you because we don't want to just pull you out of a traumatic situation and then you end up going right back into that situation. So we got counseling for you. We have counseling for your children. We have educational resources, job readiness resources available for you. And so when you uh, get to the point where they sit down and say, okay, so what is it that you desire to do? If you could do anything, what is it that you would want to do? Well, if she expressed, I want to start my own business. Okay, so what businesses are you thinking about doing? If somebody said that they were thinking about starting a computer business, well, let's get you into some courses. Let, let's, let's get you the education. Let's get you the resources. Let, let's get you the knowledge to do that. And we walk with them as they do the work. You see, that's the thing. They do the work. We just walk with them and help them out and connect them with various resources and partnering agencies to help make that happen. Yeah, I've, I've always said that Memphis has a ton of resources. What a lot of people need is that mentor to, to help them be accountable, stay in the game, and to be able to see beyond their horizons that, hey, they're, they're, 
you can attain these goals, but here's what you have to do. Sounds like Agape in part does that. Is that right? Oh, that's uh, a major part of what we do, we do with our uh, connectors. That's what we call them, family connectors. Uh, they, they stay with those families. They call them, hey, have you done this yet? Where are we on this? They call to make sure the kids are in school. You know, the attendance rate in school is phenomenal with the kids that are in our program. So our connectors, I mean, our staff is amazing. The way that they love the families and they go out of their way to take care of the families that we get to walk alongside. It's amazing. How many folks work for Agape? Right now we have a staff of about 122, 123. Wow, okay. Um, and and uh, what kind of professionals uh, are those team members? Uh, uh, what kind of professionals do you have on staff? Okay, we have uh, counselors. We have, of course, we got the CIO. We got uh, people handling finances. You name it, we've got it at Agape. We, we, yeah. we kind of go across the spectrum, but a lot of them uh, have a background in counseling. So what's the what's the the plan? Um, what's your plan to uh, spread the word about uh, agape? How how are you going to accomplish that? Uh, we're working actually on a strategic plan right now, Alan, to uh, kind of get that positioning statement that will say this is agape, this is what we do, and this is what sets us apart, right? And then trying to communicate that inwardly and outwardly to our internal customers, you know, our staff, and then. Uh, to, I guess, make it a household name. Like I said, uh, you know, whether it's television, whether it's radio, uh, billboards, I want our name to be a household name. We are planning uh, events that we'll have throughout the year uh, that hopefully you'll get a chance to come to. Oh, shameless plug, huh? <laughs> hopefully you'll get a chance to come and be a part of um, where you will get familiar with Agape. I feel like, Alan, if we start having... Um, tours once it's safe, you know, with COVID and everything. But if we have tours, if we have events where we make you aware of what we do at Agape Child and Family Services, I will have to try to convince you. You'll see it for yourself. And once you see it for yourself, you'll be just as excited as I am. What uh, What do you think's in uh, in store for the future of Agape? Where, where uh, are, uh, you know, you've had 51 years, you got a great foundation, What's uh, in store for the next for the next few years for Agape? Growth, growth, and more growth. Uh, taking care of more families, fighting poverty, reducing poverty, uh, and expanding into other areas. You know, I would love to see us. You know, right now our main focus is uh, Whitehaven, Hickory Hill, and Fraser. And uh, you know, certainly we we don't want any part of Memphis to go untouched. Uh, or un underserved. We don't want any part of Memphis to be that way. We want to make sure that we are available to walk with families all over Memphis. So, you know, you mentioned that you started with Agape during during the the pandemic. Um, how has uh, how has your organization uh, adapted and innovated to to keep delivering services in you know the new uh, environment we find ourselves in? Thank you for asking that. Uh, one of the fascinating things, you know, Alan, when the pandemic first started, we assumed when they said, go home and work from home. At the radio station, they sent me home with this little Comrex box, right? And I had the Comrex box, but I had my own computer. 
So I was on my computer with my little headphones from the Comrex box and I was able to talk back and forth with Dre at the station, safe at home. Agape provided me with a laptop. I could work from home, no worries. I didn't have to ask Agape about, or the radio station about Wi-Fi. I already had it in my home. Well, a lot of the families and the children that we serve did not. They didn't have Wi-Fi. They did not have computers. So we jumped right on uh, getting computer devices for all of the families that we serve, getting Wi-Fi for those families. Um, you know, at the height of the pandemic, you know, you think about if you need to go to the grocery store, you know, we would go and we pack up on the tissue and the paper towels and all that. Well, some of our families didn't have the wherewithal to do that. We had groceries delivered to their door. Uh, you know, we had household goods, essentials delivered to their door. Now we had to then start, you know, making sure that we could communicate with them. So now we provided the computer and a lot of the services that we were doing face-to-face, -face, now we're having to do over Zoom and all of that over Teams, uh, having meetings and counseling sessions. And uh, I had the opportunity to attend graduations that they've had over Teams and all of this and over Zoom. So we, we transitioned, I say, well, to make sure that we continue to keep our families safe, keep the staff safe, and, and still provide excellent service. Do you have, uh, in those communities that you serve, do you have physical presences in those communities or is it is okay. your operation centrally located? Oh, no. Uh, we have presence in Whitehaven. Uh, we have partnering organizations and churches. Uh, so grateful for them. New Direction, for instance, for yeah. Sunni God Church, yeah. And um, Apostle Dwayne Hunt and Abundant Grace, you know, where we are there in the churches, we are in the schools, we have staff there where the community is, we're convenient to the community, we're right there with them in those communities that we serve. We have staff in the apartment, housing communities, you know, so. What, what do you think, is there one obstacle that families have to, to elevate themselves out of poverty or um, is there one metric that, that you can concentrate on that'll move the needle? Uh, I know that there's no magic, you know, cure-all. It's a lot of factors, but what do you see that being most prevalent weight that people have to carry that, that keeps them in poverty? So this, this, you know, they have so many obstacles, unemployment or underemployment. Um, when you got unemployment or you're not educate, educated, you're not gonna have proper employment. Well, then you're in this vicious cycle because you can only afford so much. So then you only provide so much for your children and you're stuck in this vicious cycle of staying right here and then your children end up right here and it stays the same. But if we can fight that poverty where we get them educated, get them trained, um, if we can assist them, I should say, in getting educated and, and trained, career ready, if we could assist them with getting a living wage, making a decent living, then now, and, and, and all the while training them to have a different mindset about budgeting 
and financing, because we do all of that. So when you do all that and you give them the counseling services and the different things that they need, then you're changing that person's mindset. Well, the same thing happens. You're changing the mindset of their children and then their children's children. Everybody changes. It impacts the generations. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing how one you take one generation out and, and you lose all of that knowledge. You know, right. um, a lot of our grandparents may have known how to budget, known how to uh, handle money. I mean, you, you know, um, but you get one generation that doesn't know how to do it. And then you then succeeding generations don't know how to do it. Absolutely. It's not, it's not passed down. You know, I, I think about, Alan, uh, real quick, the story of the uh, turkey where the guy says, uh, why do you cut the, the, the legs and the arms out the turkey? And so the lady said, I don't know, because that's what my mom did. And then so she said, well, I don't know. Let me call my mom. And then she called her mom. And then she said, well, I don't know. That's what my mom did. And so finally she calls her mother. And she said, mom, why do you cut the arms and the legs off the turkey? And the mom said, oh, because my pan was too small. <laughs> you know, if you don't know, you don't know. And we keep, I guess, repeating behavior because you don't know any better. You don't know that it could be different. You know, you don't know that you can still have the legs and the arms of the turkey, so to speak. You don't know that you can have a better life if you've not been taught better. You don't, you don't know that there's something greater out there if it seems like it's totally out of reach for you. Well, it, um, you know, I have said uh, politically that the best uh one of the best things that this community could do uh, for the for people that need help is good public transit, because uh, it's so hard to get around. Uh, Memphis is so big, you know, uh, it's hard to get around. And uh, are y'all is is Agape addressing? How does Agape address those mobility issues? Thank you so much. Yes, uh, we work with Bata uh, with bus cards. Uh, we had a program with them, our team works. I was working with them to get bus cards for our, uh, the families that we get to walk alongside and serve. So uh, we have been working with Memphis Area Transit Authority. A lot of people don't realize, you know, that's a huge barrier to some people trying to work, trying to go to school, you know, trying to catch the bus, get the children to school and all of that. Sometimes that's a major barrier. And sometimes that's what the families express to as is a problem. I can't make it to work and drop the kids off at school, or I can't do both or, you know, so um, we're appreciative for our Memphis Area Transit Authority and uh, for their support and help. Well, they do a great job with what, with the limited resources that they have Correct. and Correct. they need more resources. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I, I, I just mention it because um, people need to be aware of how uh, this, this is it's a terrible problem in the city. Because as you say, you know, you have just have a young person who, you know, lives in one part of town to get to, if they don't have a car or a reliable car, um, you know, to get to a job in another part of town or get to a, a, a TCAT, a, Tennessee Collegiate uh, uh, Applied Technology College, um, which is in another part of town, um, 
they just throw up their hands and, and I, I don't blame them. And it, uh, it, it is the, it, it could be the most transformational thing that we do as a community if we could somehow figure out an affordable uh, mass transit system. I will get off my soapbox on that one, but I, oh, yeah. I really do think can that's- you Can you imagine how, how frustrating and crippling it feels when you're trying your best? But what do you do? I don't have a car. I don't have a vehicle. I don't have transportation. So that can be crippling for someone who's trying and it's easier just to say, no, I'll stay here and get assistance. No, I'll just, you know, never mind. Right. It 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 makes their it makes the opportunity it limits their opportunities to what they can walk to in an hour. Absolutely. Or, That's or absolutely less. Correct. Yeah. Now, you know, in in some places, um, with more density, you could live in a neighborhood that where your kid's school was and you worked around the corner and you could you could uh, navigate all of that, but we're so spread out in Memphis. Not in Memphis, yeah. Can't even think about doing that. No, not in Memphis. Um, I remember, Alan, one time heading home from work, and I won't say what area, but I was heading home from work. And as I'm driving down the street, it's, I can't remember if it's pouring down rain or snowing or something. Or maybe it started to snow. And I see this little lady and she's running, trying to catch the bus. Well, the bus driver didn't see her. She missed the bus. Anyway, I pull over <laughs> and I live in one part of Memphis. And I said, would you like for me to take you, you know, to your next destination? I said, where are you headed? She said, I'm just trying to get home. I had to work late and my supervisor made me work late, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, get on in the car. I'll take you home. Well, I didn't know she lived on the other side of Memphis because I'm thinking, surely she's not way over here and live somewhere else. But the reality is her bus, and I said, how long does it normally take you to get home? And when she told me on a normal basis, how long it took her to get home, I thought, dear God, you know, and I'm not suggesting that for anybody else. <laughs> I thank God for covering me, you know, that wasn't necessarily the smartest thing looking back, but, you know, I, I took this lady home, but she lived way away. And to think about how many buses she took every day to get to work and then turned around and did the same thing in reverse every day because she was trying, because she had hope, because she wanted a different life. And so often, Alan, we sit back and we say, well, she's not trying hard enough or she should do better or she should want better. And we don't realize she's doing the very best she can with what she has. We don't realize she's doing her very best. That's why I'm so grateful for what we do at Agape Child and Family Services. We help to walk alongside them to get them to that better that they desire. Well, uh, as, as my former boss, Mayor Strickland, would say, um, we need to, we, we need Agape Family Services, we need, but we also need about 100 of them. Uh, <laughs> because there's so much work to do, uh, yes. but it's, it's, it's great that you're doing it. And uh, the story of how you found yourself there, uh, it, it, it really does show how God works in all of our lives. Oh, my goodness, yes. And, um, you know, I'm sure you made that woman's day uh, just to know that there was somebody who would be that kind to her um, in, a, in a place, you know, in, in, in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, really, in any place uh, it, in this day and age, it's a little bit of a gamble to to be a good Samaritan. 
Oh, uh, it is. It is. But, but I think that gamble pays off. It does. I think it does. I think you you have to be led by God. <laughs> you have to be led by God. But um, one of the things I appreciate about Agape Child of Family Services, our name means love. And that's what I, I say. We love people to a better life. We love people to life. You know, um, we, we're just a, an extension of God's arms here in the earth. And um, we have to love people the way that God loves them. We've got to see people the way that God sees them and handle them the way that he would. Well, I may, let me change uh, topics on you. I can't let you go without asking you this. What's your, who's your favorite gospel singer or gospel group? <laughs> okay. So, oh, that, oh, so for me, I have, I have lots of uh, favorite gospel bet. singers, but my all-time favorite always has been my all-time favorite without question is C.C. Winans. Mm. C.C. Winans is such a genuine, sweet, beautiful spirit. I love her, always have. Um, I love everybody else. <laughs> I have to say that for work. Well, I don't want to put you on the spot, but. <laughs> no, 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 um, you're fine. But C.C. Winans by far, yes. So now do you sing or you just you just talk on the radio? Do I sing? Now that's, that's a loaded question, Alex. Do I sing? Yes, I sing. Good. The question is, do I sound good? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely sing, Alan. I definitely sing, but I don't. I, I, I'm not a professional singer by any stretch. I understand. I understand. I have, I have sang in a professional choir, but in the background. I have family members that can really sing. I'm just not one of them. Well, you know, as uh, as the Apostle Paul says, there are many gifts, one spirit. <laughs> yes. And uh, let let he let let her who can proclaim let her proclaim. Yes. And let let those who can sing sing, and those who uh, visit the sick visit the sick, etc. And it, it sounds like you're doing a lot of those things. So yeah, I, I do a lot. I sing too, Alan. It just doesn't always sound good. I sing on the radio. It just you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. that, that I love to sing too. I don't know how good I am, but I love to sing too. Um, particularly, uh, particularly praise songs in church and, um, and maybe even in my car. Oh, Hey, now tell me your favorite artist. Oh, um, you know, I'm not real good with names. Okay, uh, so that's I'm, and I'm an, I'm an old, I'm a child of the eighties. Uh, yeah. Sherry, I, um, you know, probably if you said, who's your favorite artist, it would, it probably would be, um, Billy Joel. I listened to a lot of Billy Joel. Uh, yes. Um, you know, I met my wife in uh, doing musical theater um, many years ago, and so I love uh, I love Broadway, and um, uh, you know, there's just so many powerful. Mozart used to uh, used to say that opera was the most powerful artistic medium because it it um, you know combined words and music and sights and sounds and uh, movement and and that's what I like about um, you know some you know some uh, Broadway is kind of bubblegum and and not very substantive but you know there's some great shows out there that are really powerful and um, there's just nothing like a live performance uh, theater or gospel uh, choir or oh, symphony. Right. I just love yeah. live talent I do too 
I do too. There's nothing like it. it there is absolutely nothing like the live. Being able we'll to we'll get back color. to live real uh, real soon, I hope. Oh, I pray we do. I pray we do. I really do. You know, uh, this can't last much longer, uh, you know, um, one way or the other. Uh, we're, you... we're praying that, you know, it comes to a quick end, just as quickly as it came. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully a positive end. A positive end. Exactly. Positive end. Yes, well, Sherry, yes. I've, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, I've really enjoyed learning more about Agape and uh, Hallelujah FM, which is 95.7 on your radio dial here in Memphis. So um, I know what I'm going to listen to as I come into work in the morning. So you just, you know, when you're in the, just, you know, that you, that Crone is listening tomorrow. I guarantee you that. I will send you a shout out in the morning. Oh, no, I don't need a shout out, <laughs> but I just, you just know that'd be our little secret. Okay. okay. I, I, will, I will listen as I come into work in the morning. So uh, I appreciate that. Sherry is going to go uh, back on the radio and play great music and serve our community by uh, shouting from the rooftops about uh, Agape Child and Family Services. And I appreciate her. And I'm going to go get a little justice. So thank you all for watching. Please share us on social media if you've enjoyed this. And of course you enjoyed it. It was a great show. Uh, email, share, tell somebody about it. You never know just who may need to hear about Agape Family Services. Uh, so uh, thank you all very much. Sherry, again, thank you. And um, I'll see y'all next time uh, on the show.